Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, welcome back to another, to another archaeogastronomical adventure. This is the Delicious Legacy Podcast, and I'm your host, Thomas Dinas. On today's episode, I'm re-examining the long history of sausage, one of the very first episodes of this podcast nearly four years ago, with some extra additional content and some new stuff that I subsequently found out. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. So today, we're going to talk about ancient sausage recipes, cooking techniques, and the history of sausage. I know, I know. Saying um, we're going to talk about sausages sounds funny. Yeah, sausages have always been funny. They've been funny since ancient times. Aristophanes, the Athenian probably, had comedies where he was rude and he was talking about the sausage. Anyway, I'm I'm digressing now. Um, Sausages are extremely tasty. So let's get cracking with the history of the sausage. Sometimes when Sunday came, he took a string of sausages and wore them as a deacon's stall. In his left hand, he held a pot of mustard and he dipped the sausages in and ate them from morning on, and he smeared mustard on the mouths of some of those who came to joke with him. Wherefore, also a certain rustic, who had left coma in his two eyes, came to make fun of him. Simeon anointed his eyes with mustard. The man was nearly burned to death, and Simeon said to him, Go wash, idiot, with vinegar and garlic, and you will be healed immediately. As it seemed a better thing to do, he ran immediately to a doctor instead, and he was completely blinded. These are the words of Leontios, the bishop of Neapolis, around the 7th century CE, uh, writing about Simeon, the holy fool, a hermit and a monk from Edessa in modern-day Turkey. He's my favorite saint, as um, <laughs> he seems he loved um, sausages. What makes them so popular then? So extremely popular in fact. It seems that every culture has them in some form or another. Everyone's different, but we all love sausages. Greeks eat it, Italians eat it, Germans, Spanish, Polish, British, Portuguese. There is, even, a sausage party in Taiwan, 
in Taipei. There are sausages in China, the Lap Cheong, a smoked pork sausage, sometimes flavored with rose water, or rice wine. The Yunchang, a duck liver sausage. Greeks eat Lucanica, and that, as every other culture has, they do have plenty of different flavors and varieties. But uh, two prominent ones are pork meat uh, sausages, mixed with uh, orange peel and fennel, or smoked pork sausage uh, with leek. So as we can see, sausages are universal. And the reason being so is the problem every culture came upon uh, in the past. How to use every piece of meat of the animal that has been hunted and butchered. Sausages were the solution, working in conjunction, of course, with the magic of salt and smoke, and it was a way to preserve that said meat and not let it spoil. Hence, helping the early humankind survive and nourish themselves in the scarce winters of the Northern Hemisphere. Historical records on sausages began around four millennia ago. Texts in cuneiform from ancient Sumerians of Mesopotamia mention meat stuffed into intestinal casing amongst other delicacies, such as pickled crickets. Now, aren't you glad that the subject today is not edible insects? By the way, the land of Mesopotamia is what we call today Iraq, Syria, and southeastern Turkey. And uh, the, the word itself is from ancient Greek and means the land between the two rivers. And this is uh, where the very first civilizations arose, like the Sumerians, Assyrians, Akkadians, Babylonians, and so on. The two rivers mentioned are uh, Tigris and Euphrates. And this is where we found the first ever written records for sausage. Circa 9th century BC, we learn from Homer's texts about the hero Odysseus that he is rolling from side to side as a cook turns a sausage. We also have uh, Chinese goat and lamb sausages that are mentioned as early as 589 BCE. There's also North American Indians uh, that used to make something called pemmican, uh, a compressed dried uh, meat and berry cake, which is pretty much uh, their version of sausages, diced meat preserved to last in the long distance traveling of the nomadic peoples of North America. As we see, sausages were, and still are, of course, very, very popular. They transcend boundaries of rich and poor and class. Sausages were eaten across the socio-economic spectrum, in various places, in various times. For a closer example here in Britain, during the Anglo-Saxon era, most people hunted. Particular cuts and preparations, or kinds of meats, were not class-specific. Eating sausage throughout the winter was necessary and vital for the survival of everyone, lord and peasant alike. So this is another reason for the popularity of the sausage. It is ubiquity across the world, across every culture we've seen so far. But let's go back to the ancient world. We have mentions of sausages from the written records on cuneiform tablets in Mesopotamia. We have mentions of blood sausages in ancient Egypt and in Homer's Iliad, blood sausages made with pig's blood and barley meal. One of the most famous regions in antiquity 
for its smoked sausages was a region in southern Italy, near to what we call the Hill of Italy. The area was Lucania, the land of the Lucani people. They were probably making the best smoked sausages in Italy and Eastern Mediterranean. Hence, the ancient and modern name in Greek for sausage is Lucanico, Lucanica in plural. The method of making the smoked sausages was brought back to Rome, possibly by soldiers of the late Roman Republic who had served in southern Italy. Apicius gives us the first surviving written recipe for smoked sausages, and the word is first recorded in Greek in a 4th century CE papyri and in the joke book Philogelos, which is the oldest existing collection of jokes. As you can imagine, there must be some dirty and rude joke about sausages here. The word uh, Lucanica is surviving and is familiar today from end to end of the Mediterranean and far beyond. Southern Italy, Greece, in Cyprus, in Bulgaria, uh, in Turkey as well we have Sujuk, in Portugal and Brazil uh, is, uh, sur- has survived as Linguiça and in Spain as Longaniza. And this is the magic that is almost in every culture. The sausages had to be salted, smoked, preserved. Here we have lots of different techniques, but very similar, yet unique ways on how to make sausages. The idea of forcing some chopped pork meat into natural casings is almost universal. Again, it is the theme of trying to use every part of the animal. The casing, which is the intestine, is useful because you don't want to throw it away. Usually it was stuffed with leftovers. Would be things like uh, the spleen, the heart, the liver, the fat, and so on. We can almost say that any force meat with some extra herbs and spices is a sausage. Even haggis and modern mothilla and other black pudding type sausages. But back to Apicius, where we have a couple of extremely mouth watering recipes that we're going to see very soon. The etymology of the word sausage is quite interesting, I find. So we have um, in Latin, the word sausage is uh, isisha. From here, we have the phrase salsa isisha, sausages seasoned with salt, which uh, through its compound salsicha in vulgar Latin becomes in old North French saucisse. And that's how we get the modern French saucisse. And from this, uh, we get the mid-15th century sausage and where we get the modern word sausage. Okay, back to ancient Greece and Rome then. We have the book of Apicius, a recipe book that survives to this day, from the 1st century CE. That makes it roughly 2,000 years old. A book written by the Roman Marcus Gavius Apicius, a gourmet and a lover of luxury or at least the collection of recipes here is attributed to him. It includes a lot of recipes and techniques and ingredients found in ancient Greece too, and they were common to both cultures, of course. Who can imagine the Roman soldiers mingling with the local population or getting to know the local ladies and getting drunk with local wine while eating the famous smoked sausages, which then brought back to Rome and the technique of how to make them. Of course, there are myriads of different tantalizing superb recipes uh, on how to make sausages and what kind of different herbs and spices to use. Or if they include wine and other flavorings and so on. 
But this one from Apicius is proper old, 2,000-year-old recipe. And of course, yeah, recipes will change over the time and will adapt as people and availability of ingredients change. At the same time, a lot of things remain the same too. For example, the way of smoking the sausages. But the modern versions of Italian sausages, especially from southern Italy, contain a few of the original ingredients of this recipe. Lucanicae were traditionally smoked above the fireplace and not otherwise cooked. So they will hang them for two, three days near the fireplace and with the fire burning more or less continuously, as people needed to heat their homes and cook too, the sausages will dry and simultaneously get infused with the smoke from the family hearth. This lovely recipe, of course, doesn't contain enough quantities and enough detailed instructions to tell the modern cook how to do it, how to execute it. Luckily, many before me, and including me, have attempted it a few times and managed to write down some quantities for the ingredients, which will help you recreate the, re the recipes at home. After all, it is easy enough to do it now with all the gadgets and the refrigeration we have nowadays. It does require, though, to, for, from you to be a bit organized and uh, get down to your local butcher and get some natural casings. Obviously, some uh, local independent butcher will, uh, will have some. Luckily, there are, there are plenty here in London and I think in general across the UK. And so this authentic element uh, will, be, will, will be ticked, basically. Um, it's good to go and get uh, pork intestines for this. And I'm sure the, the local independent butcher will use natural pork casings for his sausages too. I think there is enough to find, to be honest. So the original recipe, as Apicius wrote it, is the following. Lucanicae, crushed pepper, cumin, savory, roux, parsley, mixed herbs, bayberry, fish sauce, and mixing well-beaten meat, rubbing it well into the mixture. Then, adding fish sauce, whole peppercorns, plenty of fat, and pine kernels, Stuff it into an intestine, pulled as thin as possible, and hang it in the smoke. So for ancient Lucanicae, for ancient smoked Lucanicae, you will need um, 450 grams of um, pork belly, finely chopped or pass it through the mincer, about 30 grams of uh, pine kernels, which will you crush into pestle mortar, 20 black peppercorns, whole peppercorns, one teaspoon chopped uh, dried roux, two teaspoons uh, dried savory, one full heaped uh, teaspoon of cumin, one teaspoon crushed black pepper, um, 30 juniper berries, and three teaspoons of uh, chopped fresh parsley. And on top, you'll need about 45 ml of uh, fish sauce or three tablespoons of, of our garum. Just make sure you mix all the ingredients throughout the mince and then obviously you will need to uh, use um, your favorite technique of um, of stuffing um, the casings which is not very difficult overall but um, but yeah you will need 
you'll need some practice to do it properly. If you can't be bothered with casings, just make them as uh, patties or as long um, oblong uh, burgers. That works as well. Of course, for an experienced cook and someone who cooks um, all the time and is used to do sausages and so on, that um, wouldn't be a problem. You can improvise and do stuff accordingly. But a lot of times we don't have the time, we don't have the cooking at home, we don't have the, the inclination to, to do something so vague. We need, we need to be more specific and we need to cook for X amount of people. We need recipes with exact ingredients. So this one, uh, as I told you before, this one I've made before, so we, have, uh, we can have some exact quantities. So this will give us about um, six uh, 30 centimeters long sausages. That, well, that's how, much, how many we need, to be honest. It is enough to do it with a piping bag. So just use a piping bag and uh, half fill it with a mixture. Of course, if you have a stuffing machine, uh, a sausage stuffing machine, you can do it uh, far more easier. But I don't think many of us have, have at home this. So yeah, you half fill uh, the piping bag with a mixture and then you, you push it through down repeatedly through the casing. So yeah, once you make your sausages, then it's time to smoke them. At this point, it's best if you cook them straight away. The best way to do it is at the barbecue, so you can get a bit of smokiness in them. If you have a fireplace large enough that you can suspend a bunch of sausages and with a bit of a draft uh, of air going through, then let them dry for two days and then cook them. Of course, you can smoke them and simultaneously dry them on your barbecue, especially convenient if you have a side smoker, which means that you can do it low and slow with your favorite wood chips. Another sausage recipe from uh, the book of Apicius, it calls for white sausages, which uh, they're normally boiled. So for, th for this one, you will need about uh, one lick, finely chopped, 30 grams of uh, cracked wheat, uh, which you're gonna boil, or some pearl barley perhaps, uh, 340 grams of minced meat, uh, something like pork belly again works well, about half a teaspoon of uh, ground lavage seed, two eggs, uh, 30 grams of pine kernels crust, 30 ml of fish sauce, one teaspoon of black peppercorns, and half a teaspoon of ground black pepper, and of course sausage skins. In a similar fashion, you will finally chop the lick, uh, combine all the ingredients uh, in a food processor if you want, or mix them really, really well with your hands, and stuff the sausages. Once you make one long or six or six uh, smaller sausages, depends with the, with the length of your of your intestines and the, of the casings, you will place them in a pan uh, with uh, cold water and bring that slowly to boil. Once it reaches the boiling point, turn it down and let it simmer for 20 minutes. At this stage, they will be white and they can be eaten either hot or cold. Of course, you can always grill them if you wish. Now there's a mystery food. Some Latin authors just mention tuketum or tucetum without any closer description. Apulius mentions it three times. The first passage containing a noun suggests that it was a well-smelling delicacy. The second concerns using it to add flavor to some kind of uh, a purer dish or simpler dish. And the third, the fin final one, informs us generally about preparing this food. And um, 
in Persius texts uh, Satura, we can find only one phrase, which can be translated as a fat to seta or to keta. And we also find a casual description of the product in another text. They were uh, called, covered with ice, or brought from the north. So various scholars over the ages, they suggested different interpretations of what to ketum or to setum is. And one of them is some kind of cured meat. Some others say it was some kind of uh, ragu with meat. And um, some others um, translated as a sausage or even haggis. A different viewpoint uh, by Emilio Sereni, in his opinion, the word refers to the cut of beef or pork meat preserved with lard. And moreover, he indicates connection between the Spanish tocino, bacon, and Portuguese uh, tocino, which is lard or bacon. So this interpretation finds support in others, which associate to catch him with the Lithuanian uh, taukai, which is fat, and claim that uh, this was an ancient equivalent of a French dish called roulette, so salted, diced, or minced meat stewed for a long time in fat. So either sausage or some kind of uh, pork meat or beef meat preserved in fat. So this is another interesting um, and a curious example of preserved meat from antiquity. It may be fairly said that the sausage-making tradition has long gone in the Gaul or modern France and in Italy uh, for a thousand years, two thousand years uninterrupted, and sausages themselves uh, have uh, remained much the same, which is kind of true, but also obviously things evolve and evolve all the time. But uh, Roman sausages, which included the Cicerelli, Tomatinae, and Incisia, Pendulus for a large slicing sausage, uh, they all used large intestine as the skin, as the casing, and they were making thin sausages made by the small intestine. There was the Faliscan sausage resembling modern mortadella. Uh, there were chitterling sausages like today's and yet's, which might have been smoked. And the Gauls also made a very good black pudding with milk and blood. Most sausages in antiquity were concocted to preserve leftover meat and meat byproducts and fat. And the fat content is especially important because uh, fat itself is a sort of preservative, covering the bits of meat in a protective coating and keeping ambient bacteria away. Aside from the ancient recipes uh, we've seen in Apicius from southern Italy, I'll give you a traditional Greek recipe for sausages. Uh, which is modern, but really all the ingredients could have been in ancient Greece too. This comes from Thessalia in central Greece, specifically the Gardizia region. And the recipe makes quite a lot of sausages, to be honest. And of course, you can have it or quarter it if you just want to make a few. For this one, you will need to grind the meat through a 12mm plate. So, 250 grams of onion finely chopped. 750 grams of leek, uh, finely chopped, the, the inner tender leaves, parts of the plant only. 10 grams of black pepper grounded, 90 grams of sea salt, 1.5 grams of allspice, 2 grams of oregano, 2 grams of savory. The quantities of meat are as following. 2 kilograms shoulder of pork, 1 kilo pork leg, 1 kilo pork neck, half a kilo pork belly, 
half a kilo pork fat. So all this meat will go through the 12 millimeter plate of the mincer. Now mix the pork and herbs slowly, bit by bit. The meat needs to be cold from the fridge. You, you, you put the spices bit by bit, you mix it, then more spices, you mix it thoroughly to all the pork meat. Then add the ligand onion. Uh, for this quantity of uh, meat, we need 250 milliliters of very cold water, iced water. Mix extremely well again. Let it sit in the fridge for 12 hours. Stuff natural pork casings. Let them, let them dry two or three days on the fireplace or in the fridge. I will put this recipe in writing on my Patreon page so you can have, uh, so you can have it written with more details if you need it. Once they're dried and ready, then you can cook them. Light your barbecue and cook them over hot charcoal for about 15 to 20 minutes maximum, turning, turning them often. Serve sizzling hot with a squeeze of lemon over fat chunks of bread or pita, which will absorb all the incredible juices coming out of the sausages. Sprinkle some wild mountain oregano and you can gorge and not share with anyone. Uh, sorry, I meant... and share with your friends and family together with a glass of red wine. of the sausages that I really love from modern French influence, let's say it's the Morteau, one of them. Morteau sausage is a staple of the gastronomy of uh, the Jura Mountains. It consists of a natural casing closed at one end by a small wooden clip, and the flesh inside is the result of a delicate balance between meat and pork fat. The animals used in this production are carefully selected and fed on whey, um, which is a byproduct obtained when making um, comtem or some other traditional cheeses from the area. The subtle taste of uh, morto sausage comes from the combination of spices and aromatic herbs, pepper, garlic, salot, coriander, and cumin especially, and a bit of nutmeg, some red or white wine from the Jura, and the smoking process over juniper wood, fir, and spruce. This process takes place in the famous uh, dub to yes, which is a traditional oven for smoking. And then Morteau is traditionally fastened with a sliver of wood and uh, it's not fried or grilled, but gently simmered. Once cooked, Morteau sausage is soft and mellow with a firm and juicy bite. So this uh, two years, the pyramidal ovens and the sausages are smoked for 48 hours in there. The other favorite of mine is a Corsican specialty called Figatelli. And the basic filling is pork liver, highly seasoned with salt and pepper, finely mixed and filled into a thin skin from the small intestine. They are smoked for four or five days and then hung in a well-ventilated place. Figatelli are eaten after a week, fried, baked or grilled. If they are kept for a month, they can be eaten and cooked, but they will be not keep much longer and may ferment. As a bonus for today, I'm going to talk about all the traditional British sausages that... Um, I don't think you can find it in supermarkets or in butchers that easily, to be honest. I certainly haven't seen it as far as, as I remember. Um, it's called Poloni sausage, and it's a cooked pork sausage 
uh, sold in loops of 40 to 50 centimeters long with a skin bright red and closing pale pink meat. It has a cute pork flavor, lightly spiced and lightly smoked. The name of the sausage might be corruption of Polonia or Bologna. Whichever, Polony has had over 300 years to develop a British identity, as it was popular in the 17th century. We have a recipe for Bologna sausages in 1726, which uh, displays several characteristics still associated with the Polony. For example, the color has always been red. Red shades, saltpeter, red wine were all used as coloring. So the recipe for this one is pretty much standard. You mix lean and fat pork, which is chopped fine. Uh, you mix that with a flour paste or with rusk and seasonings. Salt, pepper, mace, coriander and ginger. Then this is filled into white casings. They are boiled for about 45 minutes with red food coloring in the water, then chilled in iced water, then drained, and you can eat them cold, sliced, or warm them up in the frying pan. Have you ever heard of them? I certainly haven't. As an extra double bonus, I'm going to talk about a condiment that goes very well with sausage, mustard. Uh, so I'm going to talk about Tewkesbury mustard. So Tewkesbury mustard was famous uh, in the 15th, 1500s, so more than 500 years ago, which uh, in my books classifies it as ancient. And it was so famous that it was a byword uh, for a particular kind of stupidity. Uh, there was a saying, his wits as thick as Tewkesbury's mustard. The mustard seed was ground in a mortar or crushed with a cannonball. Really? With a cannonball? Anyway. Sifted combined with <laughs> sifted combined with an infusion of horseradish, well mixed for at least an hour. Made into balls, then dried. It was sold and then reconstituted with various substances. Vinegar, verjuice, cider or red wine. For a modern version that I think we can uh, do ourselves at home, uh, the ingredients are mustard seed, horseradish root, wine vinegar, and if you find it, acetic acid. Um, the spices are ground, mixed to a paste with the other ingredients and allowed to mature for several days before bottling. Today's sausages are as popular as they've ever been. There are even loads of sausage festivals across the globe. In UK, we have Ludlow Food Festival. In China, the Harbin Sausage Festival. There are festivals in Germany, Hungary, Italy, Portugal. In France, we have the Morteau Sausage Festival, which uh, celebrates the Belle de Morteau, a pork uh, sausage which is uh, smoked for at least 48 hours with sawdust uh, from conifer and juniper trees within two years, a pyramidal chimney. It's not cooked as the, as the smoking is accompanied with a strong current of air and um, it must be only produced uh, on the plateau and the Jura mountains at altitude greater of 600 meters to be called Belle de Morteau. Once it's cooked, the Belle de Morteau sausage is soft and mellow 
with a firm, juicy bite. And it's definitely going really well with um, lentils and bean stews and yeah, just uh, frying it really. It's an incredible taste. Okay, and with this, we conclude the episode for today. I hope I have made you really hungry and uh, you're ready to experiment with some techniques in sausage making. And your next barbecue includes some sausages inspired by some of the ancient recipes here, or a mixture of the ancient recipes and uh, the newest ones, or even, why not follow the exact original ancient recipe? Thanks for listening. I've been Thomas Dinas, and this was the Delicious Legacy Podcast. Remember, you can get the podcasts early and ad-free if you subscribe on Patreon from $3 a month, where also you get a wealth of other posts like recipes, videos, and other musics. And of course, you can message me requesting um, uh, special episodes, or if you have any other ideas or questions, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Patreon or email me or anywhere else you can. Thanks for listening and see you again next week. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>